0: Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 116, Parasona. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week I play message number 8 from Sakei Tang, and it is the third message in a four-part sequence, most likely recorded on a single day in September of 1989. The message is 37 seconds long. Let's listen.
1: I just got home from an an Igma Bergman film, Persona, after buying a pair of black sweat clocks for my mom, after talking to Mr. Pika in Italy, after bumming into Susanna, after looking for the other vegetarian restaurant on 7th Avenue and missing it, after B Dalton so that Dad can speak to our child alone, after trying to call Mr. Pika with Terry after waiting for Dad, after receiving brownies from Paul, after coffee with Tina, after I woke up with Tina. I remember leaving this message, although I don't remember all these events, but I remember that I had an idea of leaving a message sort of as a diary, but looking backwards. I think I was just dying for an outlet and I think I was just experimenting forms different narrative forms
0: can you talk about any of the events
1: well I didn't catch all of it but I think I went to see persona probably either at the anthology or at film forum I remember wanting to go see it because it was so talked about. But I also remember not being able to digest all of it. I mean, to this day, I only have like a few images from that film. And then receiving brownies from Paul. Did you send me brownies? I guess so. And then Tina is somebody who went to the UFC. I think at one point I actually hired her to be the cashier person and hostess at my dad's restaurant. <laughs> I was like so adamant about not just hiring Chinese people. and I actually have hired another, like a Swedish guy who also worked there. And I think I, what I did is like I created a system so that they would know how to write some simple Chinese words because we didn't have a electronic ordering system. Nowadays when you go to a restaurant when you place an order people would just type in something in the computer screen and then the order will be sent to the kitchen but back in those days I think we looked into it my dad and I looked into it and it would cost like ten thousand dollars you know that system so we kind of was sticking to the old ways which is that you write on a piece of small note paper the order and you kind of give it to the kitchen it's, I think I, what I did is I made a chart of like what they have to write and they just kind of imitate those writings.
0: And then there's the other woman you mentioned.
1: Susanna. I think that Susanna is a customer. I would bump into the restaurant's customers all the time in New York City, you know. And uh, I probably was looking for the other vegetarian restaurant because I was probably sent... By my father to look at the other vegetarian restaurants.
0: You remember the pair of clogs?
1: Yeah, it was a clog pair of shoes that my mom bought me. I had them when I was staying in Terry's apartment.
0: Who's Terry?
1: Terry is the guy that sublet the uh, the the apartment from. And uh, I remember that pair of clogs. It was a very comfortable. A pair of shoes. My mom is very. You know, whenever I go out with her, she likes to buy herself some stuff, and then she would like to buy me some stuff, too. I don't know if it's like she wants to feel less guilty about buying stuff for herself.
0: So who's Mr. Peek?
1: Well, my dad's landlord was this Italian guy on West 4th Street. It might be because I had to speak to him for my dad.
0: But why would you have Terry help you?
1: Maybe it's Terry's landlord. I think his landlord was also Italian, the apartment on 179 Prince Street.
0: What else did you talk about?
1: And then there were some things like that had to do with Dad and B. Dalton. You know, maybe my dad had set up a meeting with somebody, and we were meeting at B. Dalton, the bookstore. My dad didn't speak any English, so anything that he couldn't get in Chinatown, I basically have to serve as his translator.
0: What kind of business things would he need that he couldn't get through Chinatown?
1: Like a lot of stuff in the restaurant, like the detergent, Ecolab.
0: So what do you mean, Ecolab, detergent?
1: It, when If you have a, a restaurant, different vendors will come to you. Every day you will have to meet a new vendor, basically. They will come to you and sell you their service. And one of the people that comes through the door was the people called Ecolab. They sell dish detergents, and they actually they even have hand soap. So in order to comply to the health department rule, your dishwashing machine's temperature has to be of a certain degree, and you have to use a certain kind of detergent. And Ecolab was one of those companies that provide you with good sanitizing detergent for your dishes. So they would come through the door and they would sell you your, their business. And every day I would have to meet with a vendor. And then I have to try to understand what they're selling me and decipher whether or not, is it a good deal? Is it a is it good quality? And then I have to translate all that to my dad and make my recommendation basically. And then there are all these other services, advertising. A lot of different kinds of advertisers, advertising people would come. Back in those days, in the '90s, there were a lot of free papers in New York City. So, like New York Press, Village Voice, and then there is also those uh, health food magazines. And my dad believes in advertising, so every month we would do $300 or $500. I don't remember what the amount was. So we would pick a few papers to advertise, but put in really small ads, but just to have a presence. There's one thing about advertising is that he was consistently advertising in some magazines because he wants to have a review in them. So, like, he would advertise in the New York Times, even though it was a really tiny ad, because he wanted to have a write-up in the New York Times. I don't think it ever happened.
0: As always, Siquei leaves us with many mysteries. But let me try to solve one. Where did she see Ingmar Bergman's persona? If the message was made on September 16, 1989 the same as her previous two messages, the most likely venue was Film Forum. Actually, Film Forum is absent from the New York Times listings for that week. But since there is a listing for Anthology Film Archives, and Persona was not showing there or in any other theater that week, an absence in print suggests Presence in person. If you think that's nonsense, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P F O T S E H.com. Thanks again to CK for sharing her memories. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.